0: You're listening to Surly Talk Sport, brought to you by Sky Sport Now. Gets the pass, the Welcome back Surly Talk Sports on what is a bit of a sad sombre Thursday morning of course a late night last night watching the break show go about their work unfortunately finishing second best on this occasion but boy did they give it a red hot crack she was another huge weekend of sport last weekend upsets galore in both the NRL and the Super Rugby it was hard to keep track of it all the Fiji and Drua fair to say they took home performance of the weekend another stacked weekend ahead this weekend too matchups galore Warriors Blues vs Crusaders that should be a barnstormer Formula One, that's back in the mix, a big UFC card as well, so plenty to get through on today's show and speaking of today's show of course brought to you once again by our friends at sky sport now if you're wanting to watch all that sport i just mentioned above you nrl super rugby formula one ufc basketball premier league a league everything worth casting your eyeballs over it's all on the sky sport now app so head along to the website www.skysportnow chuck the code surly10 in at the checkout to get yourself a cheeky little 10% discount as well, big fizz there and a lot of people have been saying to me, Surly, what are you going to do, Warriors, and blues playing at the same time. Luckily, if you're watching on the Sky Sport Now website, you can run up to four mini screens at once. So that's exactly what I'll be doing. Won't be missing a moment of the action and you can do that yourself as well. So make sure you check it out, it's a heck of an app. Been loving going back watching the highlights to the games. I didn't quite catch live. Truly is the home for sport in New Zealand so get yourself in the mixer on this week's show as mentioned we'll cover your NRL super rugby weekly wrap then the Q&A and we'll call it a day big fizz strap yourself in she should be a doozy Kick her off with something a little different this week, of course it's only right, the Breakers last night representing our great nation in the NBL final. It wasn't to be, but boy did they give it a red hot crack. Game 5 of the final series over in Sydney, backs against the wall, but we stood tall and for the first three quarters of this game it looked like we had it in the bag and the championship was coming back to its rightful home at Spark Arena. Shot out hot, first quarter, led 22-11. to 11. We are making every basket and really showing up on the defensive end, which of course is what the breakers have been based on throughout this campaign. Second quarter, the Kings came back, she was a real blow for blow type of event, exchanging left hooks all throughout the game. We went into oranges, up by one, bee's dick in it, and you thought Jeez, if we can just start making some baskets again, we are going to win this game. This one though, she was all about going on big runs, and unfortunately, we left our worst quarter of basketball all season until the final quarter of the biggest game. Tough scenes to watch, at one stage we were up 7 points, Kings go on a 14-0 run, and within a blink of an eye, we're down 7 and the game appeared... To almost be gone Xavier Cooks and Walton Jr boy did they show up for the Kings they're two best players all year and in the big moments that's when those guys stand up of course Cooks as the commentators mentioned about 55 times he's off to Washington today to link up with the Wizards so quality player and Walton Jr he's been one of the best in the comp all year round he dropped 21 Cooks 19 two big shifts from them, shout out as well to Glover, the redhead sharpshooter for the Kings, he was limping around as if he'd been snipered from the stands, boy was he being dramatic about it, all of a sudden he'd get a pass to some flying athletic dunk to the rim, and he looked perfectly fine, then he'd limp around again, clearly, Trying to angle his way towards a man of the match medal. But he put in a big shift and he was huge for them. All series. He can shoot the rock. 12 points off the rimu. Extremely valuable. For our breakers boys. As mentioned unfortunately the wheels just fell off slightly at the end. We got a bit one dimensional on offence. Pretty much just gave the ball to Barry Brown Jr. To see what he could do. We looked best just running our plays through Will McDowell-White point god and that led to a lot of easy points for guys like Derek Pardon and Brantley but it just wasn't to be and in the end the lads leave Sydney with a silver medal which if you told me at the start of the season that would be the outcome I probably wouldn't have believed you to be fair of course last year we finished dead last only five wins throughout this competition so the fact we were able to take the best side to a game five that's a win in my books anything else was a pure bonus. Coach Modi Moore, what a legend he is. Of course, the players, they can't speak highly enough of him. Post-game press conference, Jarell Brantley had to make his way in and just yell out his love and appreciation for the coach, saying whoever gets recruited to the club next is extremely lucky to be working under him. Hopefully that's not a sign he's off. Jesus, he a good basketball player. Would love to see him back in the Breakers' pink or white uniforms next season. Promising news though, Maddie Walsh at halftime, or it might have been pregame drop the bomb that Will McDowell White will be lacing up for us next year so that is a huge retention for this club as well Tom Abercrombie the old veteran boy is he a lockdown defender and an inspirational leader for this club not sure if that was his last game you get little hints that it might have been he looked pretty emotional after just soaking it all up and you never quite know whether these other imports your pardons etc will come back to this team Barry Brown as well so that might be the last we see of them if it is extremely sad hopefully we can run it back with a pretty similar roster because you just got the feeling the culture and vibe in amongst this group was really strong and you'd love to see them come back next year and get the chip once cooks and co are no longer at sydney so not to be the boys go down by eight points but what a season it was for the Breakers and for New Zealand basketball. Record crowds at Spark Arena down the stretch. Fair to say the bandwagon was full and it's just great for the game here. I think basketball is probably the fastest growing sport in New Zealand. Complete guess there. But when you look across our high schools etc. Kids are playing basketball at record numbers. So it's huge sport in this country. We're only going to get better at it. And shout out to the Breakers for paying their part. Promoting the game at the highest level and almost getting the job done. Up the break, show. We still love you, lads. Incredibly proud. Back to usual programming and of course, God's Game Rugby League. She was another hissing weekend of footy and the upsets continued. Further confirming to me that little take I mentioned last year. She's going to be an incredibly close competition this season and there's not going to be a lot separating the tippity top and the bottom teams in 2023. She's a bit of a tipping and punting nightmare. If you like to have a flutter, just picking the head to heads is even tough at the moment. But bloody, exciting for fans of the game you go into these mutual games where your team isn't playing not knowing who's gonna get the dub makes for real bums on seats action which you love to see a little stat to further reflect that courtesy of the legend the random stats guy for the first time in the nrl era no side that was in last year's top eight is in this year's top four after the first two rounds i certainly couldn't have predicted it Manly on top, the Dolphins in second, Dragons in third, and the Brizzy Bronx in fourth. Albeit the Gulls and the Drags, they've backed two points from buys, so those extra buys this year certainly going to make that points table more congested. But Dolphins in second, Wayne Bennett take a bow. And i also believe this year the winning margin of the games is the shortest it's ever been in the nrl era of all 16 games played so far seven have been decided by six points or less only three have been 13 pluses so again you love to see it but on to the review of last week's round of course got underway on the Thursday night Panthers taking on the Bunnies the blokes from the foot of the mountain last year's defending champs finally getting a tick in the win column 16 points to 10 they got the dub over their old rivals they're forming a real grudge match these two and unfortunately for Bunnies fans it's been going all the way of the Panthers on the field I think that's about six or seven straight on the trot where they've got the upper hand for them worrying signs for Panthers fans just prior to oranges old Nathan Cleary hobbled his way up to the sheds luckily though trotted back out for the second 40 put on a clinic and they got the dub they got the bye this weekend so a bit of rest and recuperation for the people's chin and no doubt he'll come out firing ready to rip into round four good to see they went away on a cheeky little team trip as well so I expect them to turn up deluxe next week probably a few bears or cruisers they look like those type of operators and they will be bonded and ready to rip in then on your friday bit of an upset first up eels taking on the sharkies eels going down at home at combank 26 points to 30 last year's beaten grand finalists they're 0-2 to start the year and the last two times they've done that in their club's history they've then gone on to win the wooden spoon not saying they will but geez if you're a Parramatta Seals fan no doubt you're trembling in your boots at the thought of going from the big dance to then coming dead last that would be absolute scenes and they could actually be 0-5 as well because their draw in the coming weeks is incredibly tough they've got the Manly Gulls this weekend tonight in fact fresh off a bye then they've got the Panthers next weekend fresh off a bye and then the Chucks all to come boy have they had it tough Storm in round one so it's not like they've been losing easy games but backs against the wall let's see what Brad Arthur's men are made of congrats to the Sharkies big win for them no Nico Hines and they get the dub they've pulled through pretty well without him Tricky Trindle he can certainly play footy Will Kennedy as well cheeky little hat trick underrated footballer so well done to them then following that Broncos got the better of their Queensland counterparts, the Cows 28 points to 16 and a bit of a masterclass at Suncorp Stadium, Reese Walsh take a bow, kid's a freak, he can make something happen from nothing, really copped it from Warriors fans last year, of course he was red hot in his debut, not quite same standard last year and once he announced he was leaving everyone sort of checked out but this kid once he's got Steddon in hand he can't help but move to the edge of your seat he's lightning quick he's got the skill set of doom extremely exciting to watch and boy does he just look to have that bounce back in his step back at home playing for the club he grew up wanting to be in good to see Reese killing it hope he does well when you combo him up with guys like ezra mam herbie Farnworth, cobb co etc boy do they have a class back line and then that forward pack as well some big boppers in the mixer Thinking of your pain harses, Paddy Carrigan, Flegler, Jordan Pretty Ricky, Curdy Capes, stack side this year. Interesting to see how they go towards the back end once they face a bit of adversity. Of course, last year they lost Carrigan late and they went on that slide of doom. I think they're a better team for that experience and they're looking every bit of top four side. So, congrats to Kevy Walters. Perhaps. He can coach footy for the Cows. Yeah, look, a tough loss for them. They were beaten by the better side. I expect them to bounce back. Not this weekend, though. Got a couple out on suspension. And, of course, they are playing the Mighty Warriors. So we will get the dub. Onto your Super Saturday. Speaking of the Mighty Warriors, they kicked us off with a game against the Chooks. Unfortunately, we didn't get the Chocolates, going down 20 points to 12. But, boy, was I proud of our efforts, so let's take a little deep dive into this game, tough conditions, boiling hot day, Sydney Arvo, water breaks in play, that's how you know, the heat is hissing, and the boys deserve to get some H2O into them, at every 20 minute mark, we showed up, played some good footy and while the result didn't go our way shit did we give it a red hot crack left no stone unturned despite having our backs against the wall really from the opening whistle we lost Jackson Ford only two minutes in went off with an HIA tough scenes because he was one of our best against the Newey Knights then to compound that chance, early in the second half, he took a head knock as well, had to depart, which meant Tamari Martin back to fullback, Dylan Walker into the halves, playing some ad-lib footy, of course the NRL as well, they've just announced an 11 day stand down for guys that suffer from an HIA, so perhaps we're not going to see those two lads out there next week, first home game at Mount Smart as well, tough scenes, then On top of that, Joshy Curran came on, played bloody well for Jackson Ford too. Boy is he a quality option off the bench. He went down to a hip niggle, diving to save a try. Ended up on the old Astro Turf. Never understand why stadiums do that. But boy, did it take its toll on his rig. Unfortunately, he had to be ruled out as well, which left us with only one bench option off the Remu. In hot conditions like that, it was always going to take its toll. And unfortunately, we saw it in the end through our errors, the boys looked knackered, they certainly gave it their all, and just some key mistakes at the end of games, individual errors from blokes that are normally better than that, really cost us an opportunity to pull off a famous win, at the same time though, good to see us chancing our arm, we certainly didn't die wondering, that is true Warriors footy. And again, that change in mindset was on display this weekend. Down 18 points to six after 60 minutes. Warriors' sides in the past would have rolled over and the scoreline would have blown out. She would have finished about 30 points to six or something similar. We showed we're a different side mentally. We have that toughness and that oomph in us. Got back in the arm wrestle and made this an exciting 80 minute encounter. Our tries were beautiful. Real Mona Lisa type meaties. Hang it in the Louvre. The first one lovely little set play involving Tamate Martin, Sean Johnson and Wade Egan Park. Anytime you get three of our spine clicking together like that she was right off the training paddock. The old whiteboard had been put into good use by Webby. A beautiful four pointer to Wade you love to see it, then the other one, a nice little cut between SJ and Marata, he brought him back against the grain, cheeky little line break, offload and contact to a barnstorming AFB, who scores under the sticks, is there a better sight in rugby league, than the big fella, dotting down for a meaty, I highly doubt it, Tohu Harris, what a leader this bloke is, 60 tackles, For one miss and in fact over the opening two games done some rugby league math he's made 111 tackles for only three misses in total. That is crazy stuff. SJ thought he was really good again led the boys around well he also made all his tackles which of course is a part of his game that comes heavily scrutinized 21 for zero misses so perhaps he silenced that orchestra of SJ haters for another week, Tamari Martin, his half's partner, classy footballer, continues to grow in his combo with Sean, just as silky touch as he always looks so cool, calm and composed, whenever he gets the stead in, Marata Niakore, thought he was outstanding, his best game in Warriors colours, of course it's only week 2, but boy was he good, he hit so hard, forced another error, off the back of drop in the shoulder of doom, set up that try for Eden. a big physical body and a heck of a weapon for us to use in the second row and then I thought our prop and duo Mitch and Adon great all night physical never gave an inch up against the chucks pack down on troops and we asserted our dominance there which was great to see highlight as well though Wade Egan Park for me he's been a top tier hooker so far this season definitely right up there with the best in the game his fantasy points would certainly suggest it too He's becoming a bit of an undertaker, of course against the Knights, got injured, came back on the paddock, scored a meaty this weekend, looked like he'd done his shoulder, he's doing the old handmade brace with his other arm, looked like he was in a world of pain, just a couple minutes later, dusted off, crosses the chalk again, huge fizz from him, perhaps it's a little tactic. To chuck the opposition defenders off and make them think he's cooked. He's not going to offer anything. But he looks to have gone another level under Webby. Not sure if they linked up together under Penrith. But he's certainly playing his best football in 2023. So exciting signs there. For Warriors fans so unfortunately not to be Roosters still not quite firing as they'd probably like to be but they're definitely a top four side or will become the business end so this was a real hang your heads high type of performance plenty of positives and while we left the game a little sad didn't quite capitalize still proud as punch and we certainly didn't go down wondering a huge effort on both sides of the footy, so a great indication for me, we will test the top sides this year, put in a full 80 minute performance, and we will never fold, the Munner is back at Mount Smart baby, so bring on the Cowboys, this weekend. Then following that, Finns up, everyone's second favourite team, getting the dub, making it two on the trot, 20 points to 14 against the Canberra Milk. And fun fact for you, the Finns, they're the only team in NRL history to still be undefeated, they've never lost a game at the top level. Unreal stuff, they had to dig deep for this one in front of their home fans, but it was a huge win, Sean O'Sullivan and Katoa, they're forming a nice combination, old SOS, boy is he a passionate bloke, got binned, and he was almost in tears on the sideline trying to ride his boys home. Heck of a money ball buy for them. The Hammer, he was exceptional again. I was a bit iffy about him starting in the one jersey heading into the season. Fair to say I didn't have huge wraps. Thought he's always been an incredible talent. We all know he's lightning quick. I just wasn't sure whether he was ready to be a top tier starting fullback in this competition. And of course if you're going to be a real threat you need a real good fullback and the mixer, but shit has he proved me wrong, leading the Dally M ladder in fact, after two rounds, shout out to Tohu, sitting in second, but boy has he been sharp, as has Marky Nichols, loved what the big fella's doing of course, a bit of a cult hero, he brings bums on seats, they're calling him the Redcliffe Goat, he just rolls his sleeve up and rips in, and he loves playing for Wayne as well, getting the best out of him. Then you look at the rest of them, a bunch of misfits really, apart from Kafusi and co. You got your Brinko Lees, those type of operators, but Wayne's got them gelling. They're firing on all cylinders, and he's now 15 of 18 against Ricky Stewart. So those coaching little heads to heads, those grudge matches, it's fair to say that's what gets him up. A huge win. For the Finns. Your final game on the Super Saturday, another upset. Doggies going to Melbourne and getting the dub 26 points to 12. I gave them no show, especially after they got put to the sword against Manly the week before. And Melbourne, they're just so good at home but this was a huge upset Jacob Preston what a rugby league footballer this kid looks to be rocks up built like a bit of a rake hissing little blonde mullet on him though scores meaties galore sets up a couple as well Kiraz boy did he look good on the wing worrying signs for Melbourne though they haven't quite looked themselves in these first two weeks. Despite beating Parramatta in round one. It was hardly clinical storm footy. No Munster. You could tell in this game they really missed him. And they were battling with a big injury toll. But luckily they welcomed back a handful. Of rugby league handfuls this weekend. So we expect them to be better. Shout out to Ali Katoa. Of course ex-warrior he's looking good for the storm we always knew he was a real throbber on attack but his defense was a real area of concern he looks to have taken that to another level for them defensively he's been locked in he looked sound so well done to the storm he's going to be a great buy in 2023 and I look forward to watching His development progressed further. Then on to the Sunday Arvo turd tosses. A couple of bottom eight football displays at their finest. Knights getting the dub over the Tigers in an arm wrestle. 14 points to 12. And this one made headlines more so. For the injuries in the off-field drama than anything else unfortunately Kalen Ponga went down with another head knock and you gotta wonder how much more his brain can take it's an incredibly sad sight kid's so talented he's one of the best players to go around in the game on his day. I just remember that origin last year. He took over, best player by a country mile. They also lost Braley, so two big blows, but despite that, the Knights still too good, and they hung on against a woeful Tigers side. Following the game, bit of push and shove between Hastings and a couple Tigers lads, Tommy Talao and Clemdog. Hastings copped him high in the game. Tommy broke his nose and had to go off with a concussion. You could tell though it was a bit unfortunate. Hastings tried to go up post the final whistle and apologise. Talao clearly didn't like it. Clemmer loves a bit of a cheap shot. And from there, she was back and forward with the banter. The Tigers are in turmoil for me. And this kind of sums it up, really. Playing average footy and looks like their culture not quite where it needs to be. They need to get Johnny Bateman back ASAP. I think he's been on a two-week mutant mass bender. So he'll come in full of calories and fizz they need his ball playing he's a world-class footballer and they can't keep pissing away these winnable games if they don't want to go back-to-back spoons they've now lost two from two where they've headed in clear favorites so worrying times at tiger town and then the final game of the round the team i tipped to be the wooden spoon has got the dub over the titans 32 points to 18 off the back of a benny hunt masterclass boy can this kid play football titans they sucked unfortunately not much more to say about that one shout out as well Warriors New South Wales Cup team got another dub making it two from two and sitting in fourth on the ladder Volkman Topiki Freddie Lusick all looked outstanding good to see Jazz Tavanga back out there as well getting through 30 minutes at his menacing best couple of penalties but that's what we love from Jazz also shout out Kalani going, didn't realise he was actually in this side, he's a prestigious name in rugby, played for Northland last year in the Bunnings Far Cup I believe, got through 80 minutes in the second row, 96% tackle efficiency on 32 of the best, a big shift from him, believe he went over to the Canberra Raiders a couple years back to give it a crack over there, so good to see him in the mix, certainly one to keep an eye on for the future. Right, this week, Round three should be another doozy. Gets underway tonight. Manly versus Para. And what a game this will be. Desperation stuff for Parramatta. And it won't be easy. Manly fresh off a bye. Competition table toppers at the moment. So they will be confident. Interesting to see as well. Joshy Schuster. Comes back in to start in the sixth jersey. Copped a bit of an injury in the preseason challenge, but I thought this was rough on young Cooper Johns. It's been great for them in round one. They got a big dub, and he also led them, guided the team around the field to a preseason challenge victory. Just goes to show what they think of Joshy Shoes, though. So that's something to keep an eye on tonight. His performance, no doubt, will be really under the microscope, for the Eels, they remain unchanged for last week, old B-Rad Arthurs, he's going with the old, if it's broke, don't fix it approach, a remix to the classic saying, so I like Manly in this one, I think they'll be too good, Tommy T and co, to get the win tonight, Friday, double doubleheader, Huge fizz, first game, 8pm live from Newcastle, Knights vs Dolphins, pre this year, kicking off, I would have thought this game would be a potential wooden spoon bowl, Finns though, they've become must watch football for the Knights, no KP, no Braley, no Saifidi, no Adam Elliott, they're ripe for the picking, some of the guys on their bench actually haven't heard of before so they're in a world of trouble, I think they actually had to apply to the NRL to get dispensation as well, to name some guys outside of their top 30, the Finns on the other hand, they'll be coming in mega confident, no Jeremy Marshall King for them, which is a big loss, ex-Warrior, Cody Nikarima gets the nod in the 9 jersey, but they'll be up and about and looking to go 3-0, the dream start, and I think they'll get the job done, then following that, Barnstormer alert, Roosters versus the Bunnies, strapping these two sides, last time they played each other, wasn't even a game of rugby league, it was more of a biff fest, they were just pushing and shoving left, right and centre, rushing out the line, looking to put on huge shots, emotions will be high, these two sides genuinely dislike each other, as does their fan base, add to that, Fuel to the fire, Jared Waria Hargraves and Victor Radley, the Bash brothers, both come back in to bolster this chooks pack. Interesting to see the cheese named at 9-2. Thought he might miss some time after exiting last week's game prematurely, but the old Waiheke Wombat, he again proves it's gonna take a lot to rule him out of the mixer. What a weapon. He is for the Bunnies. Just the one change. Big Totola comes back into the lineup at prop. That's huge for them. Him and Burgess will have to be real enforcers and try and lay a platform through the middle of the pack. I'm thinking the Bunnies get it done just based on the two sides form early doors this year. But again, this is a real fence sitter for me because casting your eye over this Chooks lineup, boy is it stacked. So I'll make my final call tomorrow. On the old punting pod. Super Saturday. Triple header. Run of the mill stuff. Kicks off with the Titans taking on the Storm. 5pm from the Gold Coast. Just as we thought the wheels were falling off for the Storm. They go and bring back four unreal footballers, Coates, Olam, Tui Kamika and Tariq Sims, still no Munster and of course no Nelson Osoffa Solomona, he's been ruled out for the next six to eight weeks which is another big blow for Bellamy but anytime you can bring back Coates, olum in particular they'll add some real punch and scoring threats and excited to see how sims goes if anyone can get the best out of him and get him back to that origin level he was playing at a couple years ago it's that melbourne storm system so i think he'll have a huge impact for the titans no verals all for feeder two big losses but keep an eye on jersey 21 keanu kinney named on an extended bench you may have recalled a couple weeks back I was talking about a young Titans lad from Rosmany that was getting huge raps. So calling him a young RTS. Well, this is him, so definitely a kid to watch if he gets a crack. But I am liking the storm here. Then, feature game for the round, set 7 30, Queensland Country Bank Stadium. Our ah, mighty Waz head over to Townsville to take on the Queensland Cowboys. And it's not an easy trek. But it's a great time to play the Cows. As mentioned earlier, down two of their real strike weapons in Scotty Drink and Peter Hicks. And saying that though, on the counter, we're also down a couple. Webby, he's resting the two lads that picked up head knocks last weekend. Again, not sure if they fall under that new rule or if they snuck in right before it was announced. But our new coach, he's not willing to take a chance on chance. Or Jackson Ford, which I think is a smart decision. So as a result, we have a young gun, Tang Tuapiki making his debut, the debit boat, And then also Big Bunty getting the nod at prop with Mitchy Barnett shifting into the second row. Good to see Tang get a crack. Mentioned he's been ripping up last two games for the New South Wales Cup side. 281 run meters two tries a try assist and looking lethal every time he gets the stead in his mitts so excited to see how he goes on the big stage then on the other hand we have our inspirational skipper tohu harris playing his 200th game and what a leader this bloke is a real follow me type of captain rolls up the sleeves does the tough stuff plays the full 80 and leaves it all out on the field heck of a bloke so we could have a bit of a Lion King like moment here a real rugby league fairy tale Tuapiki he's Simba the young star being born onto the NRL scene and then you have Rafiki aka Tohu Harris the old dog further cementing his legacy as one of the great Kiwi Fords to have played the game. Game 200 the double centurion so maybe they could reenact that famous scene when the lads run out onto the field. Tohu lifts young Tane above his head I'd certainly love to see it a real nod to one of the great films but well done to our skip a double century not an easy thing to achieve at this level of footy it's so physical to show up week in and week out like that he's had a couple ACL injuries as well testament to him and what a quality footballer he is. So go well Skip. Also good to see on the extended bench jerseys 22 and 23. Rocco Berry and Jazz Tavanga. Two lads working their way back from long term injuries. And Jazz in particular. You'd have to think he'll be a lock for a bench spot in the coming weeks. Once he's back to full fitness who he comes in for not quite sure but it'll be great to have him back in the side. Also interesting to see New South Wales cup side named. Rocco was named to start in that but Jazz, Vili Vailia and Freddie Lussock weren't named. Instead they stay traveling with the Warriors so there could be a couple late changes for this one. Something to keep an eye on closer to kickoff so an exciting game which I think we really can win don't get me wrong not an easy task going up to Townsville and taking on the cows. We're going to have to be on high alert. They've got threats all across the park. When you look at that forward pack. Guys like Cotter, talmalolo Robson, Jeremiah Nunai really stand out. Then in the back line. You know Chatty T and Dearden. They'll run a good cutter. Taolangi, Felt Tip, Valentine Holmes. Some of the best finishers in the game. But in saying that. I back our defence this year. Which feels bloody good to say. I think we were the worst ranked D last year. But again got my calculator out done some rugby league math boy have I been crunching the numbers this week XL spreadsheets galore we're actually the tied third best defense through the first two rounds behind only the Panthers and the Broncos what a turnaround that is so I think we'll be able to hold them out get into the arm wrestle And I'm back in our boys, of course, a huge dub before we return home to the home of Rugby League next weekend and pump the doggies at Mount Smart. The Princes of Penrose are back, baby. Then following that, one more game, of course, on your triple header. Broncos taking on the Dragons, the Ben Hunt Bowl. And for the hot to trot Broncos, just the one change. Jesse Arthur's, of course, X-Warrior comes in to start on the wing for Corey Rolled Oats. He suffered a broken jaw last weekend out for six of the best good to see Jesse get the run on start he was great for them as 18th man last weekend and he's got a real big opportunity in my books here to try and stake his claim for that Herbie Farnworth jersey which of course will be vacant in 2024 he signed with the Finns a big signature for Wayne but I'd love to see Jesse lock that down if not mate you're more than welcome to come back to the WAS. we would love to have you Third place Dragons, no changes for them. Gryffindor, he's rolled out the same 17. I'm going the Broncos here, and I think they'll do it fairly comfortably by a few. They just look so confident at the moment. Super Sunday, Dogs versus Tigers, 14th versus 17th. The perfect game for a 6pm Sunday slot. Doggies 1-13. Unchanged. Sorraldo. He's waved six more. And ran out the same side that got the big win last weekend for the Tigers. Sheenzy. He's rolled the changes for the Battle of Belmore. Two contrasting situations for these two teams. He's had to rejig the back line. Charlie Staines aka Marcelo Montoya's doormat. He's been named in the one jersey. Dane Laurie ruled out with an injury. Junior Tupo, he comes on to the sting. Tommy Talau he's out with concussion and a broken nose. And Isaiah Papali'i, he's in rugby league parole after accepting an early guilty plea so not great news for all in Tiger Town. one positive though Johnny Bateman jersey 20 hopefully he can come into that 17 he plays and can shine some brightness on a team otherwise desperate for some positive news I like the doggies here for sure and they will win well then you got the Raiders versus the Sharkies last game of the round 8.15 kickoff at the old milking station there in Canberra this has the potential to be a bit of a boil over game a real banana skin the Raiders at home always a tough task and saying that though Sharkies they're coming in off a big win against Para. they'll be well rested to a nine day turnaround still no Nico Hines but Trindle more than capable of guiding this side around the park so I think they still possess too many threats for a Papali-less Canberra Milk, what a loss he is, and I think they'll be 0-3 after this weekend, and questions once again will start to be asked around Sticky Ricky, and how much this team wants to play for him, so round three, set to be a doozy, bring on another barnstormer weekend of rugby league, how good is it, and up the mighty Waz. Jumping over to the 15 man code and as mentioned in the intro we witnessed one of the great upsets in the game of Rugby Union. What a result this was for the Fiji and We'll get into that soon. Round 3 kicked off of course though with a Friday night doubleheader. Chiefs getting the dub over the Landers 28 points to 7. Well done to the Landers. Said last week they really need to show up put some pride back in their jersey and they actually made the chiefs work pretty hard for this win a much improved performance from them only down 8-0 at oranges a real arm wrestle of the first 40 and they actually showed some mana a bit of pride and defended well making the chiefs work extremely hard for their points in the end though the boys from the Waikato they broke them down in the second 40 a Shannon Frizzell yellow card that was a real turning point Friend of the show, Sean Suda Stevenson, grabbed a double during that period. He was off. And then, as request from a silly listener, he also dusted out the pistols for his celebration, which you love to see. If you ask, you shall receive cheers for that there shoots but again overall space soldiers you got to take their hat off to them they've been up against it conceding over 50 in both games the return of Aaron Smith was huge for them you can tell what an influence he has on this side again though they're just lacking that strike power in the back line when you look across all the other New Zealand teams in the competition they've got at least two or three guys that are real game breakers can light you up at the drop of the hat. Unfortunately the landers, they just don't quite have that. So I think they will struggle this year, although boy will they be looking forward to ripping into some of these Australian side standouts for me, Damien McKenzie, continues his hot streak, he's the form first five in the competition at the moment, playing for the form team as well, guiding them around the park beautifully, pretty rough day for him off the old rubber, couldn't quite send the Gilbert between the two vertical sticks, but apart from that, his in hand kicking has been exceptional this year, great to see, of course Shooter, he was good again, continues to slice and dice, and surely Fozzie, in his DMs once again this week and then Aaron Smith the standout for the Southerners end of the day though the Chiefs they still take a bonus point and they move on looking hot to trot certainly the team to beat then following that we had a bit of an Aussie derby and an upset in that as well the Rebels the home side getting the win over the Tars 34 points to 27 and a big win for the Melbourne men. Their first win of the year. They've had a pretty tough start though. Two close losses as well. So they look to be a much improved side Super Saturday what a game this was this to me when the drill got included into the competition this was probably that dream result a packed Latoka Stadium the Fijian locals out in massive numbers and they knock off the defending champs the cream of the crop the best side in the competition for the last 20 odd years how good is it what a match she was pandemonium biggest upset in super rugby history 25 24 to the Drua. first ever win for the fiji side against the cranberry cruisers and boy did they deserve it that home crowd what a lift they bring real shame they haven't been able to play more games over there in covid i think it was suggested by the legend of marty banks they should do a whole round of games over there they certainly love their footy and it's great to see them turning out out massive numbers climbing trees the works just to get a glimpse in this game you'd have to think the Fijian condition certainly played a part the Crusaders lads not used to the heat which made it tough going for the boys from the Garden City she was a tight game throughout though across the full 80 minutes thought the Crusaders were gonna steal it right at the end, drew it up 22 points to 12, and unfortunately almost found a way to lose it, the southerners scored 12 points in 5 minutes, set up what I thought was going to be a huge robbery, and you're just so used to seeing these crusaders sides come back and escape, from jail when it looks like the unthinkable is gonna happen but cometh the hour cometh the man up steps Kimu Valentini older brother of Brumbies and Wallabies lose forward Rob Valentini whacks over a penalty from in front of the sticks secures a great win and just such a good reward for the draw who do look to be a better side this year they're so physical on defense and of course attack has never been a problem for them they can chuck around the footy with the best of them so what a reward. Award for them as a franchise. They've probably done it tough over the last couple years, but the results they will see for Fiji and rugby, not just on the field but off the field as well, have to be huge. And it was a real warning shot to any sides heading over to Fiji if you're going to take the draw lightly they will make you pay especially on their home turf couldn't help but be sitting at home on the couch cheering them on with a bit of a tear in the eye thought Kimbo was cutting onions a true rugby union Shakespearean like tale poetic stuff and up the druah interesting start for Razors men though one and three Who would have predicted it. Then following this game. Game of the round of course. Ring the siren swirls. Taking on the Blues. The Mighty Blues. They will not lose. They get the dub. In a thriller back-to-back barnstormers and they certainly didn't have it all their way had to hang on at the end of the game defend their line for the last five minutes or so she was a tense tussle always is between these two sides and you can just sense they're disliking for each other she's physicality galore they're chipping away plenty of banter but in the end we banked the points and what was a huge win. The Blues got the better of the first half, leading 22 points to five at the break and all momentum was on our side. I thought we might have kicked on, clearly not though. Plumtree must have really revved the boys up at halftime because she was a full momentum shift. The Swills got themselves back into the game and won the second 40, limiting us to just Stephen Steven Perifetta penalty. Do wonder how much they missed Ardi and his leadership. But still a strong performance from the Canes. Just their first loss of the season. The Blues right their wrongs from last year. Of course the Swirls got the better of them. So that was great to see and an important bounce back win for our boys as well. After a disappointing shift against the Brumbies. Which you love to see. Standouts for me. Safo Amua. He was huge off the pine. Added a real impact. Man can he truck the nut. Devastating ball runner. Always takes a handful of defenders to bring him down, I thought Geordie Barrett, he was bloody good, physical all night, runs so hard at 12, and just adds that other playmaking ability, I was also impressed with Cam Roygaard at 9, and Peter Lakai of course, coming in for Ardy, he really is severe 2.0, an exciting future ahead, for him for the Blues, Skipper Dalton, he was immense, really stood up, captain's knock, follow me type of stuff and the boys got around him Hoskins Satutu that was his best game of 2023 as well he was folding blokes on D and devastating with ball in hand cross for a try as well RTS call me blind I don't know if I've just got my RTS love heart goggles on or what the go is but for me he continues to put his hand up I thought he was strong always gets gain line his defenders wondering and gets us on the front foot another strong shift from him and then I thought really Rico bounced back really well as well. That was probably his worst game against the Brums. Needed a big shift. Showed up and got the job done. Up the mighty Blues. Then following that, another Aussie derby. Brumby's getting the win. Over the Reds, 17 points to three. The Brums, they're three from three. They join the Chiefs as the only remaining unbeaten side in the competition. The Reds, they look good. Made it a close game. Pushed their highly fancied Aussie rivals all the way to the end. James O'Connor, he looks sharp off the bench. They need to start him bloody good footballer then on your super sunday disappointing stuff to see the moana go down 21 points to 18 to the force they'll be gutted they led this game for 60 odd minutes the score was actually 18 all on the full-time hooter force banged a penalty late deep into ot hegerty kicked it between the sticks and it was heartbreak season for the Moana men, tough stuff, and hopefully they can get back to Mount Smart soon, I think they're on the road again this week, still in Aussie, a nice little three week holiday, but hopefully they can come back and get a few dubs to kick off their season, always love watching them play, so quick little table wrap up, Chiefs and Brumbies, they're in first and second of course, both unbeaten as mentioned, got the Blues in third, Canes in fourth, Drua in fifth, Force in sixth, Tars in seventh, And clean your ears out, ladies and gentlemen, crusaders in eighth who would have thought drua and force ahead of the cruisers that is absolute scenes and also the fact the crusaders are the fourth best kiwi side at the moment one win from three games never thought i would see the day no doubt razor he's got to be feeling a touch nervous unfortunately for landers fans block your ears in the wooden spoon spot at the moment i certainly don't think they'll hold that they'll beat some of these aussie teams but worrying signs a tough start. For the boys from Dunners. Which leads us through to this week, round four, and of course, gets underway tomorrow night down at the Caketon again, Sky Sports Stadium, where the Canes will host the Tars. A couple changes to the Swirls this week. Safuamua Moor, as mentioned, hot to trot last week, so he gets the nod to start in the two jersey. Colsey, he takes his spot on the bench. Savia, he's back after the old suspension for the throat slit gesture. Lakai actually drops out of the 23. Which I think is a bit rough. And then the other change to the starting side, Kini Naholo, of course, younger brother of the great Waisake Naholo, one of the great chants in world rugby. That is. He's been impressive for Taranaki over the last couple of years. Looks to have a fair bit of his brother's talent about him. So keen to see him rip in. And then Dominic Bird, the old battler. He's also in line to make his debut off the pine for the Swirls. Balin Sullivan as well, another name to circle in your rugby union textbook. He's been coming back from injury. Good to see him back out on the paddock. A bloody good footballer. So hopefully he can get out there and run amok for the Tars, they've made a few changes as well, Jed Holloway, he's unavailable as is Hugh Sinclair, but in comes Charlie Gamble, no relation to Tyson to start, in the loose forward trio, backline pretty unchanged. Namani nindolo though, he comes in to start on the left wing. Of course, a name that'll be very familiar with New Zealand rugby fans. Ran the cutter on the wing for the Crusaders for many years. He's an absolute wrecking ball, a real handful to try and tackle. So it could be a tough night at the office for Julian Savia defensively having to take on that bloke. I'll be back in the swirls in this one. Think they'll be too strong at home and expect them to get their. third win of the season a hot start for the boys from the capital super saturday and of course unfortunately these teams aren't named at time of recording we've got the Chiefs taking on the Rebels Rebels will be feeling quite confident heading over to the Tron off the back of that win last week for me though the Chiefs they're gonna be too good playing some unreal footy they won't let down their home fans hopefully coach Clayton runs out a pretty strong side because I don't think you can underestimate the Melbourne men we'll have my try scorer tips etc on tomorrow's podcast but I'm backing the boys to go four from four then game of the week for me Blues vs Crusaders a repeat of last year's grand final I'm expecting both sides to roll out the Rolls Royce lineup and it's going to be all go at the Fortress Eden Park it's the Blues first home game of the year so no doubt the Auckland faithful will be turning up in big numbers and looking for redemption after last year's result apart from that final we have had the upper hand on the cruisers over the last couple years in fact we went down to Christchurch last year and got the dub so you'd have to think Dalton and the lads will be feeling pretty confident. Crusaders, though, they're in a position they're not used to, coming in as underdogs off the back of last week's disappointing result. Razor, it'll be a completely new look side name from him, though. Changes galore. Back in will come Yurichi Mwanga, David Harvili, etc. So, any blues fans under the illusion that this is going to be an easy day at the office you're absolutely dreaming, two sides that love playing each other, plenty of history there, two proud franchises, this is going to be a heck of a clash and I can't wait to sink my teeth into it, 7.05 on Sky Sport 1, again I'll be using the Sky Sport Now app so I can watch the WAS and this game on the same screen, you know I'm back in the blues already, it's going to be a really tight tussle love nothing more than beating the cruisers so fingers crossed the lads can get it done hopefully mark talia he's back as well i think aj lamb bloody good footballer don't get me wrong love bringing him off the bench having talia to start he's just a real handful one-on-one he's always going to beat defenders and he brings that fear factor as well would love to see him line up against leicester and sevu too just to give fozzy a little head-to-head glimpse at some of our best swingers in the game i wonder if Ray will entertain the four of moving Leicester to 13 of course he played center for them last year they're just lacking a bit of punch through that midfield for me could be a good option up the blues will not lose and Leon McDonald and co we trust and I'll be tipping the boys you best believe it go get the dub lads in front of a packed Eden Park. Then following that, Brumbies versus the Moana. Unfortunately, I think she's gonna be a tough night for the Moana Pacifica. Brumbies playing good footy. They might rest a couple, so they could be in with a sniff. But I still think their squad way too talented and they will get the job done reasonably comfortably. And saying that though, I think the Moana actually bet the Brumbies tail end of last year, pulled off the upset. At the fortress Mount Smart, so maybe they like their chances. A big shift from ex first five Christian Liliafano to lead them to a dub. You never know. After seeing the draw last weekend, then Super Sunday, and I love this double header. 3:35 p.m. kickoff. For the Landers against the force. Down in Invercargill. So they're rewarding the faithful down there in the deep south. The south and stags fans will no doubt turn up in big numbers. And this is a game the Landers must win. So I expect them to roll out their top side. And look to get the job done. The force as mentioned currently sitting in sixth. Playing playoff footy. The Landers in last. But I'll be tipping them to get the job done. And come away with the dub. Expecting a spirited performance from the Space Soldiers, and then your final game for Super Rugby this weekend, Reds taking on the Drawer over in Queensland, Reds as mentioned looked good last weekend, the Drawer coming in hot to trot, this could be an interesting game, and one certainly worth watching, that 6pm kickoff time slot as well, I'm all about that, nothing better than some Sunday night footy, you sit down with your roast, park up at the table, and watch some code while you eat your dinner, that's is live in Barry. so another huge round of Super Rugby, shout out as well, Super Rugby Alpicky semi-finals going down this weekend on Sunday, all games are on Sky and Sky Sport now and they're also all being played at North Harbour Stadium, so it should be a great day of running rugby footy, this Alpicky competition has been a great watch, so tune in if you can't make it to the stadium, two great games, and of course, up the Blues woman, then finally for your rugby chat this week, just thought I'd give a quick little wrap up of the Six Nations, because boy has it been all go, England getting put to the sword last week in 53 to 10 against the French at Twickenham, England rugby in despair, their fans, they're not happy at all with the state of the code they're playing at the moment, the French did an absolute number on them, great to see as a Kiwi fan Ireland their Grand Slam hopes still alive got the better of Scotland at Murrayfield and a big win and Gatlin's men bounce back with a win over Italy in Italy not as easy to do as in the past 29 points to 17 a great win for them so this weekend final round of the competition is as mentioned Ireland looking to go undefeated run the rack and go five from five in world cup yeah what a feat that would be Scotland taking on Italy Sunday morning followed up by France versus Wales at 3 45 a.m and then the big game Ireland hosting England in Dublin at 6am of course all those games on Sky I'll be tuning in it's a real kick-ons type time slot three games of footy from 1.30am on your Sunday morning, it doesn't get any better than that, been a heck of a competition the Six Nations, I don't quite get why it's so stop-starty, they keep having weeks off to go back to Premiership footy, great watch though, good to see these Northern Hemisphere sides really chucking the footy around, and hopefully the Irish can go undefeated, pull off the slam, love watching them play their code, and love nothing more as well, then seeing the English go down and cop an owl. get up. You leprechauns. Right, onto the weekly wrap now, and of course, already kicked her off with the breakers, which was going to be a heavy feature of this weekend's yarn formula one thought i'd mention that kicks off monday morning the actual racing 6am in saudi arabia on sky sport standings after the first leg in bahrain the old constructor series red bull in the one aston martin in the two a real surprise you love to see that alonso of course doing well for them the new recruit mercedes are in three ferrari are in four your driver's standings no surprises Max Verstappen he's in one Perez in two Alonso in three Sainz in four Lewis Hamilton in five you may be saying Surly you don't often talk about Formula One what's doing just started later season of drive to survive so fair to say the fizz levels are right back up at peak moving on to the cricket what a test match we witnessed earlier in the week what a win from the Caps two tests in a row now we've snatched victory on the final day just when it looked like a draw was most likely those last few hours we show up and pull off the unprobable win. First against England. We did it with Nutt in hand. This time with Rimu in hand. The batting order. Showing up and getting the job done. Captain Kane. 121 runs. Dezza Mitchell. 81. They led the way. But it was Wagner once again take a bow for me that last run the bloke came out of the dugout to get the job done fully padded up a screwed hamstring the old hamster it was hanging on by a thread he had a cooked back as well but that couldn't stop the mad dog from tearing down the pitch diving for the game-winning single you gotta love it and what a great New Zealander this bloke is pure heart fueled by such a desire to want to win we love you Neil Wagner. A great dub for us against Sri Lanka to kick off the series. Up 1-0. Test 2 gets underway tomorrow at the Basin. Hopefully she can be iconic scenes again. Like it was against the English in the last test there. And the Caps can get a series win in this test. Because so often she ends in a draw UFC 286 going down on Sunday what a card this is of course headlined by Edwards versus Usman 3 for the welterweight strap I like Usman to come back and get the dub of course what an upset it was last time Edwards pulling off the win I think Kamara is going to be fired up to get his strap back and I think he will be a class above the undercard as well entertaining biffs Gaethje's on that as is Marvin Vittori unfortunately no relation to the great kiwi spinner daniel vittori then you've also got a bloke named gunner nelson don't know much about him to be fair but that name for me screams america and screams being made for biffs so it should be a great card you can book that through the sky sport now app as well also shout out kiwi local kai Carter france of course had him on the warriors podcast last week haven't tuned in yet check it out link is in the warriors bio on instagram but it is on spotify and itunes called the one take podcast got braden Villiarmi on there dropping tonight at 6 p.m i believe what a bloke he is absolute legend but anyway back to kai and i see his opponent amir albazi has announced the fight going down june 3rd so kai will return to the octagon he hasn't posted it yet The UFC hasn't either, so I believe that's actually a breach of contract straight away from Amir but it's three verse seven in the flyweight category can't wait to see Kai back in of course his last fight ended in heartbreak against Marino looked like he was dominating it then copped a kick of doom and she was all over he's been battling with a couple injuries had about a year layoff now he steps back in looking to get that title run back on track don't blink always an exciting fighter and you know he'll be going for the knockout so get up Kai Kata, France, but UFC 286 this weekend in London should be a doozy, and I'm back in Ousmane to come away with the win. Right, on to the QA. Weary, she's been a bit of a long episode this weekend. Love talking, my rugby league and rugby union in particular, and then of course the breakers as well, so I don't want her to drag on too much. We'll go through three. Why not pick out the cream of the crop? The first one comes through from Niwa one of the great North Shore club legends and he says who is the best Barrett so far through the first three rounds look Geordie's been extremely impressive love watching him play Bodie he's been running the cutter well for the Blues as well sitting in third and he's looked dangerous but for me you got to give the nod to Scotty Barrett purely off hard of course he raised the bat last week for 100 in a tough loss to the drawer. Again I thought that would have got them up playing for the milestone. But for me it's been his standout nudges. Of course he's been dropping it on the boot a little more this year. Had two or three kicks in the first game of the season. You just love seeing a big rangy lock dropping Gilbert onto his foot he's clearly said to his brothers look anything you can do I can do better so well done to you Scotty B in all seriousness though all three of them such talented footballers they're a heck of an asset to New Zealand rugby Bodie departing our shores next year rumors he may come back though post a cheeky little one year payday in Japan they're great for our game here so shout out to the Barretts all three of them absolute throbbers your next question comes through from michael lim one of the great new zealanders and he says can you do a shooey from a rollerblade look that's a great question and in my opinion of course you can of course it's an enclosed piece of footwear so you could fill her up probably fit a handful of brews in there too they're not a small operation you probably call it a bladey or a wheelie if you really wanted to get carried away because she's not quite classified as a shoe in my books again you can do it from anything you could do a crocky Pour her onto the surface and just let that run into your mouth. You do a thongy, similar type of operation, but with a jandal. Wherever there's a will, there's a way, Michael. You know this horse. So, absolutely, you could do a blady or a wheelie. And I would love to see you do it yourself. So, get it done, lad. Send in a video. I'll chuck her up on the story. One of the greats. And then your final question comes through from Travis Moody. And he says, Do you have a preferred side that you put your sock? or shoe on first and this is a great question again it gets you thinking because these are just your daily habits in your everyday life where you just do them without even thinking and it's not until you sit down get asked the question and break it down that you really start to ponder it I absolutely do and I think if you say you don't then you're lying to yourself always right sock on first then my left then right shoe on first then my left. So right side dominant. I am right handed and right footed. It's my kicking leg as well. So perhaps there's a bit of rugby union football coming across into my daily life, but always right side first, then the left. She gets preferential treatment the right, because that's what gets me across the paddock and into the team sheet every week. You'd have to think whatever hand you are, that one goes on first without even thinking about it. Your brain Probably send signals again, not a neuroscience specialist getting completely carried away talking absolute shit here, but right side first, that's the type of operation I run and great question from you Travis mate. Right, that's all we have for this week again. As mentioned, a bit of a longer potty. So we'll call her there another huge weekend of sport. Shout out to Sky Sport now as well. Getting behind the podcast. Remember, head along to the website. Download the app. It's the place to watch sport. Live or on demand here in New Zealand. Silly 10, that's the discount. It gets you 10% off either a weekly, monthly or annual pass. You can cancel it any time. And I tell you what, if you're just wanting to test the waters, dip your toes in, great week to do the weekly pass. Of course, the UFC, Formula One, NBA, NRL, Super Rugby. It's all go this weekend. Try it out. See how you like it. Use the code as well save you a couple bucks get you some snacks to watch the sporting action this weekend hope you enjoyed the show if not i'll see you back here same time same place next week how good's a thursday that was silly talk sports